Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild Players. The Screen Guild play tonight... Dodsworth. The starring players... Walter Houston, Betty Davis, and Nan Sunderland. Tonight, Lady Esther and the Screen Guild players present Walter Houston, Betty Davis, and Nan Sunderland in the story of Sam Dodsworth and his wife, Fran. This is a saga of the Gilded Twenties, when it was the fashion for American leaders of industry to give up their hard-won power, sell their business, and try to enjoy the money they had made by doing nothing and seeing the world. Ladies and gentlemen, Dodsworth. So forlorn, Sam, darling, never seeing each other again is going to be a little hard. But you and I just can't go on together. I love court, Sam. I stand by that. Just the same, we've had many happy times. Divorce. After 20 years, Fran Dodsworth is leaving her husband to marry a younger man. Rather, she has asked Sam Dodsworth to leave her while she got a divorce, and Sam has agreed. But even as they sit in the living room of their Vienna hotel apartment waiting for the bellboy to carry Sam's luggage downstairs to a waiting car. Sam is still trying desperately to hold their marriage together. 
They're discussing the separation and the events leading up to it. I'd like to have a talk with you before you go. Could the soul of European nobility and honor, you know. Don't you realize what you're doing, Fran? Can't you understand that you're smashing something we've been building for 20 years? Come home with me, Fran. We were happy there. Maybe you were happy, Sam Dodsworth, but I wasn't. Nothing ever happened in Zenith, Michigan. Day in and day out, I saw the same uninteresting faces, listened to the same dull conversation, did the same deadly things, while you worked night and day building Dodsworth Motors. Yes, I sold Dodsworth Motors just to make you happy, Fran. We sailed for Europe just to make you happy. Well, if you're really concerned with my happiness, you can stop talking about the whole affair. I want my freedom. Oh, you've never known me, Sam. I tell you, I'll be happy with court. You can't drag me back, per Sam Dodsworth. Perhaps not, Fran. But I owe it to both of us, and our daughter and our grandson. Stop trying to make an old woman out of me by talking about our grandson. I'm not trying to make an old woman out of you, Fran. But we've come a long ways together, and I'm, well, I'm trying to remind you of our common interests. You know, we haven't had any common interests since we left America. Well, you certainly acted like a hick tourist as soon as the ship passed the Statue of Liberty. Yes, and you acted as though you were ashamed of me. I was. Spent all your time dancing with that young Englishman. On our last night out, when I sighted Bishop's Light, you hurried back to your dancing. You wouldn't share my enthusiasm and watch it with me. You, you left me to watch the light with another woman. What is it you call that light, Mr. Dodsworth? Bishop's light. <laughs> of course, I've never been across before. I, I got excited. Say, uh, you, you got my name. Will you mind telling me yours? Mrs. Courtright. Mrs. Courtright, thanks. Uh, we haven't spoken before. No. <laughs> you don't seem to talk to many people on board. My wife said you didn't open up much when she tried you. Perhaps I wasn't feeling so well that day. <laughs> You're feeling better tonight? <laughs> Much better, thank you. Are you an American? I don't know what I am. I used to be a British subject by marriage. I don't know that one can be a British subject by divorce. I expect I'm just a woman who lives in Italy. I came from Pennsylvania originally. Say, what's it like living abroad? Well, that depends on what one's after, as you'd say. Well, what are you after? What do you suppose any lone woman's after? <clears throat> well, I guess my wife... Yeah, she tells me I ask too many questions. <clears throat> well, I, I guess I'd better be, better be getting down to my cabin if I'm going to be ready to get off in England in the morning. Well, good night, Mrs. Courtright. I hope to see you soon again. Good night, Mr. Dodsworth, and thank you. Yes, I didn't get off to England, though. You wanted to go to France instead. Remember the night, your birthday party in Paris? Only too well. Sam, you were unbearable. Our guests were Mrs. Courtright and Mrs. Penabo. Madam Penabo. All right. Arnold Islin and, and Kurt. And because Mrs. Courtright had given me her address in Naples, you started to pick her to pieces. Remember that? It was quite a scene, Fran. Sam, you like that Courtright woman, don't you? Well, you thought she was the most distinguished-looking woman on the boat. Well, maybe I did, but she certainly seems a frump in Paris... But, of course, I'm always glad to see a friend of yours, Sam, even the not particularly amusing ones. Fran, haven't we had about enough of Paris? In a month. Well, I mean, isn't it about time we began thinking about going back home? Home? Oh, goodness, no, Sam. I want to see lots more of Europe. Sam. Sam, I've been wondering, why don't you go home? What, without you? Yes, why don't you? No, I, I, I wouldn't want to go home without you, Fran. Oh, but it's obvious you aren't enjoying Paris. Oh, I'm only thinking of your pleasure, Sam. If you were thinking of mine, you wouldn't ask me to leave just as we've gotten to know some really nice people. Arnold Islin, Mrs. Penabo, Kurt von Obersdorf. <laughs> you think the real thing in Paris would hang out with a couple of hicks like us? Sam! 
Well, what else are we? I'm just an ordinary American businessman, and I married the daughter of a Zenith brewer who seems to be flying pretty high these days. I suppose you know what you mean by that. Well, why won't you sit at a sidewalk cafe with me? Because smart people don't, I'm not smart. I am. You ought to be smart enough not to care what people think. Oh, you simply refuse to understand. Well, I can't. I like men to be something more than head waiters. I've heard my friends insulted enough. <laughs> a lot of gigolos. I do think, Sam, you might use something beside that word gigolo, which I taught you. You did not. You certainly never learned it at Yale, Sam. They don't know about such things at Yale. Will you stop sneering? I'm sick and tired, Sam, of apologizing to my friends. Have you been apologizing to yes, this car? Yes, I have. All right, I'll get it. Hello? No, I'm sorry. All right. Well, they've been making so much noise, someone's complained. How humiliating. Yes, isn't it? All right, go ahead. Pipe down, but go ahead. You had the mistiest notion of civilization here. Yeah, well, maybe I don't think so much of it. Maybe clean hospitals, concrete highways, and no soldiers along the Canadian border come near my idea of civilization. There are 20 million automobiles at home in America, and I've contributed something to every one of them out of my own personal civilization. And if that isn't more than knowing how to order dinner with your friend, the madam... Don't you call her the madam, either. All right, all right, all right. Let's not start that again. I'm going to get out of this town and back to doing something and take you along. Sam. Sam, I'm not going. Oh, yes, you are. No, we need a vacation from each other. I think I've been weak with you long enough. I've taken a villa for the summer with Renee in Switzerland. I've signed the lease. I, I think you might have told me, Fran. I've got my own money. Fran. What? Oh, Fran, darling, you're not drifting away from me. I hope not. But you and I, Fran, after 20 years? <sighs> All right, I, I won't go home. I'll give it up. I'll... You've got to go, Sam. You've simply got to go. I can't stand being torn this way any longer. Oh, I'm sorry for everything me and I have said, but if we're going on together, Sam, I've got to be left alone this summer. You've just got to let me have my fling now, because you're simply rushing at old age, Sam, and I'm not ready for that yet. Yes, that was the beginning of the end, wasn't it, Fran? I guess so. I went home all right as you wanted me to. And left you in Europe. Then I got suspicious that you were sharing the summer with Arnold Islam and hurried back. Yes, I remember only too well. I wouldn't have believed that you could have no, been so cruel. You wouldn't have believed anything I might have told you about Islam. But I don't think you'll ever you'll ever forget that night in our Paris hotel room when we waited for a caller I was expecting. Sam, who are you expecting at this time of night? At Cherbourg, I sent a man a telegram to meet me here. I'll give him ten minutes to get here. But Sam, dear, who do you know on the continent? Come in. Mr. Dodsworth? Arnold, listen. What are you doing here? Your, your husband sent for Oh, me. I do think you might have told me, Sam. It wasn't my idea to tell you. I wanted to see you two face to face. I have never heard of anything so outrageous in my life. I'm sorry, Fran. I don't like undercover work myself. Islin, have you ever noticed how transparent people are when you really look at them? I'm sure you've given Franz the things she wanted and never got from me. But I'm interested in what I want, too. And that happens to be peace of mind. Well, if you can bring yourself to see matters I reasonably... I crossed the Atlantic Ocean to be reasonable. 
You two want to marry each other? Sam, I simply won't let you throw me at Arnold's head. I'm finding all this thoroughly distasteful, Dodsworth. I thought you would. I'll uh, go now, if you'll excuse me. Sure, I'll excuse you. You haven't anything more to say to him, have you, Fran? No, nothing. I uh, hope you achieve your peace of mind, Dodsworth. Good night. Good night. Oh, Sam. Sam, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so dreadfully sorry. Yeah. Well, I wish it hadn't happened. Sam, Sam, listen to me. I've never really been in love with anyone but you. You know that, Sam. I swear it. All right. I'm ready to wipe the slate clean, Fran. I've loved you and been married to you for 20 years. All I want to do is to hang on to you if I can. Oh, Sam. Tomorrow we'll start out for the Tyrol, Italy, any place. Well, that practically brings us up to this minute, Fran. You didn't want to go to the Tyrol or Italy, so we came to Vienna instead. I love Vienna, Sam. It's gay and lighthearted and, and carefree, not stodgy and dull like Zenith. Oh, when I think of those stupid people and their inane parties, oh, Sam, I die there. Here I feel so young and so alive. And you're, you're still certain that you want a divorce? Oh, yes, Sam, positive. Are you sure that Kurt isn't just another major locket? Or Arnold Islam? Don't be vulgar, Sam. It hardly seems possible that just a few hours ago, we were on the verge of happiness. Sam, you don't seem to understand. I want my freedom. You've never known me, Sam. I tell you I'll be happy with Court. But you're dead sure that Court wants to marry you? Why, of course he does. Are you sure that you can get your divorce here in Vienna? Court says I can. Well, Fran, I, I wish you'd promise to wait a few months before you begin the divorce. Why? Well, I'd like, I'd like you to feel absolutely sure about Court, that's all. I am sure. Sam, are you going back to America? No, not right away. I'll travel around Europe until I... Well, until you get the divorce or... Or what, Sam? Or until you and Kurt change your minds. Oh, we won't change our minds. Did I remember to tell you today that I adore you? So the curtain falls on the first act of Dodsworth, starring Walter Houston, Betty Davis, and Nan Sunderland. Before we begin the second act, a word from our hostess, Lady Esther. It was just about a hundred years ago that a famous Englishwoman, a writer by the name of Harriet Martineau, came to this country to make a study of American women. And do you know what she found? She found that out of hundreds of occupations, only seven were open to women. But how different the picture is today. Why, today there are almost no occupations closed to women. Even such strictly masculine jobs as welding and riveting are now being efficiently handled by women of every age, from girls to grandmothers. And does this mean that women are any less feminine, any less lovely to look at? Oh, no, just the opposite is true. Women today are more feminine and lovelier than they've ever been because they know how to take better care of their hair, their hands, their skin, especially their skin. So many women today have completely changed their thinking on the care of skin. They've given up the non-essentials, given up the numerous creams and lotions and powder bases they once thought were necessary. 
Yes, millions of women now use just one cream for the complete care of their skin. Lady Esther Four-Purpose Face Cream. So, if you're not entirely satisfied with the appearance of your skin, if it's a little dry or flaky, if you have tiny lines around your eyes and mouth due to dryness, or perhaps even a few blemishes or big pores, don't blame your skin. It may be your method of skin care. Just try Lady Esther Four-Purpose Face Cream and see how much fresher and cleaner your skin looks after the first few applications. And now the curtain rises on the second act of Dodsworth, starring Betty Davis as Fran Dodsworth, Walter Houston as her husband, Sam Dodsworth, and Nan Sunderland as Edith Courtright. Because he loved his wife, Sam Dodsworth agreed to allow Fran to divorce him in order that she might marry Kurt von Oberstdorf an impoverished Austrian baron ten years her junior. But he didn't give up hoping that she would change her mind and come back to him. At every American Express office in Europe, Sam eagerly asked for mail that would bring a call from Fran. But such a letter never arrived. Then, in the American Express office in Naples, Sam found a new interest in life. Mr. Dodsworth. Huh? Don't you remember me? What? Why, of course, Mrs. Courtright. Yes, the steamer, the ship's light, Paris. And now Naples. Well, isn't this great? Where are you staying? The Excelsior. No, no, that was Rome last week. No, I think it's the Grand. It usually is. <laughs> Let's sit down if you have a moment. Well, time is something I've got nothing else but. How's Mrs. Dodsworth? I remember her with so much pleasure. Well, I, I haven't got her along with me this trip. She doesn't like traveling. Does anybody? I suspect people travel to get away from themselves. Well, I've been at it three months now. I'm glad to hear why. Alone? I'm getting used to it now. All museums look alike to me now. You knew I lived here in Naples. You might have looked me up. Well, I, I kind of got out of the way of looking folks up. Oh, I, well, I don't want to intrude or be impertinent, but I'm sorry. Well, I guess it's a pretty ordinary story. My wife's younger than I am and livelier. You oughtn't to be undressing in public like this. I never did that before. You haven't said anything you shouldn't have said Will you keep on traveling now? Well, I can't seem to make up my mind about going home. I ought to stay over here and be on hand for the divorce. Why don't you break away from your hotels, then? Forget about your divorce and move out to Capri near me. Out to you? Well, it might be straining our slight acquaintance, and I can't make you as comfortable as your hotel does. But if you like swimming and fishing and a willing listener... That's awfully kind of you, Mrs. Courtright, and mighty friendly, but I... Well, I, I don't see how I could. Why not? Well, what did your neighbors say? Being Italians, they'd say a good deal. Exactly. But that doesn't mean it was so, or that I'd have it so, even if you wanted it to be. <laughs> well, all right, thanks. I might stay until I hear something from Fran. Fran, my mother believes we should postpone our marriage. Postpone? Kurt, I... I did not say postpone, Kurt. 
Mrs. Dodsworth, I came from the country only this morning. We have not yet had much time for speaking, Court and I. I hoped I had made myself clear to him, however, when he asked my permission to marry you. Baroness, Court asked you for permission to marry me. But of course. And I am so sorry that I cannot give it. Well, Court, I, I think you might have told me that you... Well, that you aren't a free agent. You, you don't understand how such things are arranged in our families? No, I'm afraid I don't. Well, I wanted Mother to see you, Fran. I knew when she saw you, she would think differently. Well, she doesn't seem to, Court. A baroness, you've gone this far. Won't you tell me what you have against me? I love your son, and I'm... Well, I'm really a rather nice person. Your husband is living, Mrs. Dodsworth. You will be divorced. Yes, but that isn't so serious, is it? It is most serious to us. But even if there were not the religious question... What else is there? Will you leave us, Kurt? Yes, Mother. Baroness, go on. There is the question of children, too. Children? Oh, yes. Rich or poor... Kurt should have children to carry on the name. Could you give them to him? What makes you think I couldn't? I am so much older than you, my dear. You will forgive me if I observe that you are older than Kurt. Baroness, children or no children, Kurt loves me and I love him. What is to prevent us from marrying without your permission and taking our happiness? I should think of my own happiness if I were you, Mrs. Dodsworth. Oh, but I am thinking of that, Baroness. Have you thought how little happiness there can be for the old wife of a young husband? Old? But I'm not old. Court! Yes, friend? Court, your mother... Mrs. Dodsworth, I do not think there is more to say. I am sorry if I have hurt you. Goodbye, Mrs. Dodsworth. Court? Well, I'll take Murray to a taxi, Fran, and Court, come right what there. are you? Well, I must consider my mother, Fran. Do you feel no obligation to consider me? But we can still be married, Fran, I'm sure oh, of that. Oh, no, Court, we can't. I'm leaving Vienna at once for Naples. Oh, Fran, darling, I love you, but my mother's waiting. Well, Sam's waiting, too, in Naples. <laughs> I've, I've spent six short weeks with you here, and I'm, I'm a new man again. I can't imagine ever living without you again. I can't imagine living without you either. I think I must love you a great deal, Sam. Oh, God bless you for that, Edith. When, when Fran's divorce comes through, I'm going to buy a plane, and we'll hop off on a little trip. I thought I might get back in harness again. I got an idea. A Moscow to Seattle airline kind of strikes me. Moscow to Seattle? Yeah, we'll make a little preliminary survey. We, oui, Sam? Yeah, yeah, here, look at this map. Lay out a route. Pick out landing fields. Here's Moscow. Yes. Branch line from Irkutsk to Samarkand. Swell name, Samarkand, eh? <laughs> Tough going for you, though. Only on one little suitcase. Think you could stand it? Give me a chance, Sam. Just give me the chance. Hello? Key? It's for Signor Dodsworth. It must be Vienna. Fran's divorce has gone through. Uh, not Vienna, Signor. Da Napoli. Dal Hotel Excelsior. 
Do you know anyone at the Excelsior in Naples, Sam? No. La Signora Dodsworth. Here. Oh, it's Fran. Give me that phone. Uh, hello? Yes, Fran, yes. Yes, this is Sam. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, when are you sailing? Well, I guess I'll have to. No, no, that's... That's all right. Get the tickets. Goodbye. Kurt's checked her. She's dropping the divorce. Sailing home on the wrecks tomorrow. I've got to go with her. I won't let you. Well, what else can I do? I won't let you go back to you, her. You don't understand. It'll be pretty tough on her with all the talk there'll be. And... I love you. She doesn't. You're content with me. You're miserable with her. A minute ago, you had the whole world in your hands. I won't let her take it away but from she's you. She's not taking it away. You were she's... a young man a minute ago. Just the sound of her voice has made you look... Oh, I can't think. But you're all wrong to go back, Sam. Be fair, Edith. She's in a hole. She needs she you. She does not need you. And you might think of me. Oh, I am thinking no. of you. No, I won't make you choose between two women. But think of your plans, Sam. Your airline, Moscow and Seattle and, and Sam... I know, I know, Edith. I know every bit of it. But I've got to take care of her. A man's habits get pretty strong in 20 years. I see. It's giving you up that hurts. Yeah, that's what hurts. Well, I'll go pack now. somewhere after all these weeks. I've been so bored in Vienna. And going home doesn't seem so bad after all. For a while, I mean, before we start out again. Oh, oh, Sam, dear, you were so right about Court. I, I can't think how you guessed it. His, his family may be as old as the Colosseum, but, but when I saw his mother, my dear, she was the most awful old country farmer. Don't, Fran. Don't what? Don't ride Kurt and his mother that way, that's all. I'm sorry, Sam. I, I'll be good. Though I should have hardly expected you to defend them. Sam, I, I suppose I ought to beg you to forgive me. I, I thought of it, but I know how you always let bygones be bygones. And, and this is such a wonderful ending to all our escapades. Well, Sam, why don't you say something? Maybe I don't have anything to say. I, I just don't seem able to strike the congenial note, that's all. I, I do think you might meet me halfway, Sam. As I look back, I don't blame myself. I can't really. You were a good deal at fault, too. After all, you have been seeing that courtright woman. Well, what about her? Well, 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 nothing. Sam, will you look at the hat that woman has on? Isn't it dreadful? Really, why do they allow such people in first class? Sam, wait till you see the clothes I got in Vienna. Oh, Stuart. Really... Yes, sir? Uh... Go to Suite 7 on B-Deck, get the suitcase marked S-D and bring it here. Yes, sir. Well, what are you getting your luggage for? I'm not sailing with you. You're not sailing? No use trying to put it tactfully. Sam! We just can't make a go of things any longer. And this is the man I've loved for 20 years. Why, Sam, you haven't learned a thing, not one single thing from all our sorrows. And I've been flattering myself you really wanted to come back to me. I tried, didn't I? Oh, I might have known you'd be just the same. I did know it. And yet I gave you another chance. I'm not taking another chance. All the shores go 
That's me. I'm through, Fran. Finish. Oh, but Sam, what's going to become of me? I don't know. You'll have to stop getting younger someday. Do you think you'll ever get me out of your blood? Maybe not, but love has got to stop somewhere short of suicide. Sam Dodsworth, are you going back to that washed-out Mrs. Courtright? All the shores going ashore. Goodbye, Fran. Goodbye. Thank you, Betty Davis, Walter Houston, and Nan Sunderland for appearing in Samuel Goldwyn's great motion picture, Dodsworth, adapted for radio by Bill Hampton. Your performances were indeed magnificent. Thank you for all of us, Mr. Bradley. It's always a pleasure to appear on this program for the benefit of the Motion Picture Relief Fund, but today was a particular pleasure for me working with Mr. and Mrs. Houston. In just a moment, they'll be back to tell you about next week's program, but first, a word from one of America's foremost beauty experts, Lady Esther. Thank you, Miss Davis. Do you know that most of our superstitions, like knocking on wood and saying, bless you, when someone sneezes, go back for many generations back to ancient times? And the reason such superstitions live on century after century is because people are afraid to give them up. They feel there may be some truth to them. Yes, and some people don't like to give up the old familiar ways of doing things either. I could show you hundreds of letters from women who say they used the same old method of skin care for years without realizing how very little it did for them. But they could see the difference right away when they changed to Lady Esther four-purpose face cream, the cream that brings your skin four important aids to beauty all in a single jar. First, it thoroughly cleans your skin. Removes even the stubborn dirt from the tiny pore openings. Second, it softens your skin. Relieves the dryness that may cause little lines. Third, it makes your skin look fresher by helping nature refine the pores. And finally, it leaves a smooth, flattering base for powder and makeup. So why cling to methods that fail to bring results? Change to Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream and see how quickly your skin looks a lot smoother, fresher, and lovelier. Ladies and gentlemen, Nan Sunderland and Walter, or rather, Mr. and Mrs. Walter Houston. Next week, Lady Esther and the Squealgin players will bring you a great love story. A story of, uh, well, a story of, uh, darn it, Nan, what is it a story of? It's Hold Back the Dawn, Walter. And it stars Margaret Lindsay, Susan Hayward, and Charles Boyer. Oh, yes. Yeah. Thank heaven I married you instead of Fran Dodsworth. Next week, then, Lady Esther will present the Screen Guild players in Hold Back the Dawn, starring Charles Boyer, Susan Hayward, and Margaret Lindsay. Be sure to listen. Walter Houston can now be seen in Yankee Doodle Dandy. Betty Davis can currently be seen in Now Voyager, both Warner Brothers productions. Music on tonight's show was arranged and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. The Screen Guild players are presented every Monday night at this time by Lady Esther. This is Truman Bradley speaking for Lady Esther, saying thank you and good night. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. <laughs>